Bellator Champion Series is back in action Friday, May 17th, live from Paris, France. Reigning bantamweight champ Patchy Mix defends his belt in a rematch against dangerous submission specialist Magomed Magomedov. And Cedric the Best Doombay makes his Bellator debut in front of a home Paris crowd versus Jaleel the Realist Willis. Don't miss the action live at noon EST on HBO here in the U.S. And visit bellator.com watch for information on how to watch around the world. This is the very first time you'll be able to stream a Cedric Doombay fight here in the U.S., so make sure you don't miss it. Media Podcast Network. Well, hello there, everybody, and welcome to a brand new edition of On to the Next One. It's time to do some matchmaking following a quite lovely nine fight. UFC Vegas 39 card, and we have a new title contender at 115 pounds. So thank you for checking out the show, everybody. I am Mike Heck, and as always, I'm joined by the Prince of Positivity, the co-host, the co-matchmaker, and the best friend to us all, Mr. Alex K. Lee. How are you, AK? Uh, I, I am a best friend to everyone, but I really only have one. Let's not dilute the meaning of this word. I have one. One real. Oh, hello, hello, hello. We're back. We're back. We're back. We lost you for a second, AK. We're back. Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, uh, I'm sorry. I was just going on a rant about how uh, Mike, you are my best friend. I do appreciate everyone else who calls me that, uh, but let's not dilute the phrase there. Okay, I have one. You and I are best friends. Um, uh, speaking of lovely, uh, people can't see now, but you you are outdoors. You have a lovely palm tree behind you. The yep. sun is shining down on you because you are in Florida, apparently. Yep. Uh, for people who I'm sure I know you've mentioned it in the other shows, people who don't know you, you're, you're such a, a Massachusettsian that I think I think people need to be reminded you no longer live in Massachusetts. I do not. I live in South Carolina. You so, sold out. Uh, you we, sold out. I sold out. You sold out. Completely you sold, sold out. out. You, live in, you live in South Carolina. <laughs> you chose warm, sunny, beautiful weather over uh, the you know America's number one sports town. Uh, but uh, you know, I I just thought I, I wish people could see you look radiant right now. You look <laughs> you look refreshed, taken away from that that uh, that God bless New Massachusetts. But the weather, you know, oh, I'm so much happier right now. I not, gotta tell you, not, the best. not yeah. the best around this time of year. Yeah, Friday. Actually, no, I, should say, I should say it's fall. You got some, well, there's some beautiful fall weather, but give I, it yeah. another couple of, another couple of months and you'll really be like south carolina is where it's at <laughs> the only time the only time i like massachusetts weather is like right now september through like november like 10th and then i'm just done with it and i just don't care winter sucks that. spring is like an extension of winter summer is like pretty awful and then fall is awesome for like a month and a half and then it's just like what are we doing here so friday oh. yeah friday we did the preview show through the wife and the kid in the car we drove to to the villages here in Florida, which is like an hour and a half north of Jacksonville. So I drove through Duval, even like some of the radio station things. Like when oh, shout, out, shout out Duval, <laughs> Duval, all over the place. And then, uh, yeah, probably like an hour south of Tampa in Orlando. So we're just hanging out. It's an over, it's a 55 plus community. People are very lovely. The weather is lovely. And we're here to do some matchmaking, AK. I'm excited. It looks, it looks amazing. But I will, yeah, it looks amazing. 
Yes, so let's get into this, and uh, let's tip the proverbial caps to Marina Rodriguez, who had herself a great night on Saturday in the main event. She not only dominated the lion's share of this fight with Mackenzie Dern, but she went through hell in that second round, and she lived to tell the tale. Survived over four minutes on the ground with Mackenzie Dern. It was impressive that she was able to survive, because not a lot of others would be able to say that. Four rounds to one, the win for Marina Rodriguez. This one seems... Too easy for me, AK. I think you might be on the same page with me, but the question is, if you are, will the UFC in this name, will they be on the same page? I certainly hope so. Uh, This name, we'll drag this out as long as we need to. This name has not competed in some time, somewhat understandably, given that their most recent fight was an absolute war. I mean, if if we were being realistic and if, if fighters were paid more and they were able to have the luxury of taking time off and um, and MMA obviously wasn't such a great spectator sport. I, like this person would never wouldn't fight for like three years after their most recent fight. But um, they have you know again this is this is the fight game. This is a professional athlete. They're they're gonna have to get back in there eventually, I think. But she seems very happy, kind of just living her life. And if anyone has seen her Instagram, she's just she's a you know she's a big Polish celebrity now. She's living her life. Of course, we're talking about the former champ Joanna Jacek. I mean, that's such a great matchup for uh, Marina. This is one I think people have been mentioning for a while, even before this big win. I think people were saying this just would, would stylistically, physically is, is really good. The only question is, when is Joanna coming back? If ever, <clears throat> uh, I'm sure she does want to fight again. And uh, as Marina Rodriguez said, it's it's really tough to break into that top three right now with Joanna kind of holding on to that spot. Now, we've removed her from our rankings, the MMA Fighting Global Rankings. They're the only ones that matter. But in the somewhat relevant official UFC rankings... Joanna's uh, held on to a top three spot for a long time, so I do think Marina deserves her chance to take that spot. Let's let's hope uh, that this one can be made either by the end of the year or early next year. Yeah, it's definitely Joanna. I thought Marina played it perfectly. She said she said she essentially wanted the fight, but she did it in a way where she kind of no sold Joanna and said that she didn't deserve to be in the rankings. You know, I think she already turned me down, so maybe I don't want to fight her after all. So I dug the way she approached it. That's the fight. If not, she'd probably have to fight Yan Jonan or Zhang Wei Li if Rose wins again on November 6th. But big win for Marina. And I, I love the fight with Joanna. That just screams a fun fight. Stylistically, it's just really, really good. And I think it's a great fight for both women. And while it was a great night for Marina Rodriguez, it was a tough night for one Mackenzie Dern. Her winning streak ends at four fights. At least for right now, her path towards a UFC title is halted. This seems like, to me, AK, the perfect spot for Tisha Torres. Give Tisha the kind of fight that she's probably earned at this point. Mackenzie takes a little bit of a step back, but against still a really tough opponent, one who will give her some fits on the feet, tough to hold down if she does get the fight to the ground. I mean, I just don't see a whole lot of other options here, AK. I think that's the way you go with this one. You do Mackenzie Dern versus Tisha Torres. Your thoughts on that potential matchmaking and your thoughts on what's next for Mackenzie Dern. Yeah, I know that that's one people liked, I think, especially when Mackenzie Dern was coming up. I, I, I'm still into it. I, I, I would have liked to have seen it, I think, before uh, the Marina Rodriguez matchup. But again, since she lost to Marina, it's true. It doesn't really, like, it doesn't really make that match uh, invalid. I, I lean more towards the name you mentioned for Marina, uh, Jan Shaunan. I actually like that for Mackenzie Dern. Um, I still have, I probably have uh, Jan ranked a little bit higher than most people still, so that's probably a me thing. Um, but I do think that'd be a good, 
quote-unquote bounce-back matchup. Favorable, I think, as we've seen, that that uh, Jan Xiaonan needs to work on her takedown defense a little bit. Um, Dern is not a great takedown artist, so maybe this would be uh, someone who, you know, she could try some new things on and, and maybe have some success there. Or if she can't, if she can't take down Jan Xiaonan, then we're really getting an idea of a Mackenzie Dern ceiling. So uh, that's one reason I like that one. Wh- where's where's Claudia Gadelia, Mike? I have no idea. No clue. Hmm. I feel like we have suggested her for like every straw weight in the world yes. at this point, and Many she hasn't times. fought in so long. It's hmm. weird. Maybe her and Joanna are like best buddies now, and they're just hanging out together, and they just are just, just living life right now. They're filming a reality know. show right now, the uh, the surreal life part two with Joanna and and uh, and Claudia Gadelia. What a story the, that would be. Yeah, the, the the Mike Heck and AK Lee of the uh, UFC <laughs> straw weight division. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I I have no idea what's going on. I like Gadelia in, in both of those situations, but she's nowhere to be found. She's a mystery mm-hmm. at this point. I know she's posting on Instagram, so we know she's hanging in there. She's in, she's around somewhere. She just doesn't really want to fight right now, and that's fine. Make that money, son. Yeah. Speaking of making that if you money, can afford it. If you could, we always say if you can afford not to fight, chill, relax. Yeah, chill. relax, relax. And Randy Brown might need to relax a little bit after mm. wrecking his toe early in his fight. The co-made event against Jared Gooden. He goes on and wins a clear-cut decision. Uh, Gooden missed weight. And if I'm being honest, him missing weight didn't seem to bother him all that much. Missing weight. And I think Randy Brown made a tremendous point. I think it's because he doesn't make a ton of money right now. He's sort of on that introductory UFC contract. So him losing 20% is nothing to him. And it's really nothing for Randy Brown. So there's no incentive to make weight for Jared Gooden against anybody right now. And I get it where he's coming from, but Brown goes in there. He wins Gooden's game. Randy didn't struggle all that much in there, despite Gooden being tough and being game. And uh, Randy Brown, despite having nine working toes, was kind of feeling himself a little bit. He was having some fun in there. Talked (laughs) a little trash. So AK rude boy has won two straight. He's four and one over his last five fights. What's next? You know, he just still needs something to kind of move him up in the rankings. It's I think, He's had a lot of UFC experience. Um, it's weird. I just still feel like he's not even close to his best yet. So uh, I'm not. I'm not ready to just throw him in there, top 15, top 20. But I'm going. I'm going somewhere close there. I like Nicholas Dalby as a matchup. Uh, we just haven't seen Nicholas Dalby in a while. Uh, there's certain names above him that you can match Randy Brown with. I know a lot of the listeners. Uh, I think we're maybe a little more enthusiastic about um, how high they wanted to, how high of an opponent they wanted to uh, match him up with. But I like Dalby. Fun matchup. I have him a bit higher than Randy Brown in my rankings, uh, and I think it's doable. But as you said, we don't know how long uh, Brown will be on the shelf, so we might see Dalby sooner rather than later. Yeah, I'm going. I'm, I actually went with Jake Matthews on this one. I think we're we're kind of in the same boat. Oh. I, I feel like I feel like Brown's inching closer to that top 15 conversation, and he needs to fight guys closer to that space. I wasn't a huge fan of this matchmaking. I mean, Gooden's a, an exciting guy, but I, I just felt like Randy Brown was like. No offense to Jared, just because of the experience and the victories he's put together, it was like 30 ranking spots ahead of him at the very least. So Jake mm-hmm. Matthews is kind of in that place where he should be fighting, top 25, top 30-ish. And, uh, you know, he's coming off a tough loss to Sean Brady, but I think this one makes sense for both guys. I think this is a a good rankings-wise sort of bounce-back matchup for Matthews, and I think it's a step up for Randy Brown. So I think this this pays the bills in, in multiple mm-hmm. ways, AK. Yep. No, I, no, I like it. Uh, featured bout was in the flyweight division. Mateus Nicolau has won four straight now. He's 2-0 and since his return to the UFC. I still thought he lost them in El Cop fight, but I've moved past that, AK. I am beyond Have it. You? I am. I'm past it. 
He beats Tim Elliott in a fun fight, a gritty fight, and I have zero issue with the decision here. There are some people who thought Tim Elliott won this fight. I'm not really sure which fight you were watching if you felt that way, but to me, good win for Nicolau. I think he should fight the winner of the January bout between, I think it's January 15th, between Brandon Royval and Hajirio Bontarin. And you could mm-hmm. even do the loser of that fight. Either would make a lot of sense, but he should get one of those two guys after this win on Saturday because I don't, I just don't think like, I don't think this is going to be a guy after fighting Tim Elliott in any way, shape, or form that's going to be ready to bounce back in like a month or two to get back in there. Maybe, maybe he will, but I feel like he's going to have to recoup a little bit after fighting Tim Elliott. So I like that fight. Either Roy Val or Bontarin, winner or loser, is fine. Yeah, you, you are correct. That's January 15th. So uh, we have, by the way, I, I'll, you know, I'll mention it later. There, we had a lot of, uh, of people not acknowledging next, like these, or not aware of these matchups that have been booked for, for early next year. So, and, and I understand why it's a bit ahead of me. Uh, I like that. I do like that. I'm going to go with uh, the winner of a fight that's a little bit earlier. And this is not what I think will happen. This is definitely a, just like if I had a magic wand pick, I would love to see Nicolau get the Kai Kaur France, Cody Garbrandt loser. Uh, those guys are fighting UFC 269 December 11th. If Garbrandt loses, I would think there's like no chance he would fight Nicolau. Uh, Car France, I could see it would make sense. He'd probably want to hold on to his spot, and I, I have them very close in the rankings. Um, but yeah, I'd like to see that happen again. And and, and for me, I think Garbrandt Nicolau would be really intriguing. Uh, but definitely, if Garbrandt wins, he's not fighting Nicolau. They're probably just giving him a title shot. So uh, it's a very specific scenario. But I would like to see him get one of those guys, and it's probably the loser, not uh, not the winner. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. And I just just kind of thinking about that fight. Like if Cody Garbrandt loses to Kai Car France, like what happens now? But that's that's know. down the road. I mean, <laughs> what where, where does he where could you go from here? I, I just don't know. There's really like do you just go to some other organization and fight at one fifteen? Like what else can you do if you lose to Kai Car <laughs> France? Not and Kai's a very good fighter, but I mean this is a matchup the UFC setup tailor made for Cody to win and look good and give him a title shot. But if he loses, which is very possible I don't know what happens. The Bellator Champion Series is back in action Friday, May 17th, live from Paris, France. Reigning bantamweight champ Patchy Mix defends his belt in a rematch against dangerous submission specialist Magomed Magomedov. And Cedric the Best Doombay makes his Bellator debut in front of a home Paris crowd versus Jaleel the Realist Willis. Don't miss the action live at noon EST on HBO here in the U.S. And visit bellator.com slash watch for information on how to watch around the world. This is the very first time you'll be able to stream a Cedric Bay fight here in the U.S., so make sure you don't miss it. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. So, uh... AK, you know, you and I, despite being best friends, we like to get into big debates from time to time. Actually, that's not really true, but I I would love to get into a big debate with you about Maria Agapova's next opponent after that one-sided drubbing of Sabina Mazo that she had on this card. But there's no debate to be had, okay? Because Agapova is back in a big way. She silenced all the doubters. She wants Marina Moreau. She wants to hurt this woman. 
She didn't use the word woman in her promos, but Marina, if you guys didn't know, you can go to MMAfighting.com and read the exact terminology, but Marina Morose made some accusations about Agapova being a druggie, threatening teammates, stalking fighters who are married, uh, and even called her, quote-unquote, the UFC junkie. So, AK, Agapova wants Miss Morose to pay for her sins. I, of course, want to see this fight. Uh, Morose currently without a dance partner now that I look at it because she's had to withdraw from four fights in a row for different reasons. So I think it's a sign, AK. I think the universe is giving us a message that we need to see Marina Morose fight Maria Agapova, right? Yeah, the only thing that gets in the way of it is what you just mentioned, that uh, Morose just, for whatever reason, health, other reasons, cannot seem to get into the octagon. But it should be booked. It should be booked. If it falls through, I think there's a wealth of options that are closer to uh, Agapova in the rankings. Uh, I don't, uh, Mandy Baum, Top of the Ricci, uh, I don't know, Vanessa Demopoulos, I don't know, if you want to keep her. But I don't mind giving her that jump up uh, into like, well, I mean, I think Morose is a top 20 uh, strawway. I know she doesn't fight frequently, so people kind of forget. But she's got, again, quality wins, that big win over JoJo. I mean, she, that's still very fresh in my mind, even though it was a few years back now. So, uh, yeah, I think I think it's the way to go with it. Um, and, and it's a good test because, like I said, uh, even though Morose does have the talent of a top 20 uh, flyweight, she just doesn't fight enough. She just doesn't fight enough. So she shouldn't be, like, in the minds of the matchmakers. I don't think she's that far ahead of Agapova, especially after the performance that Agapova just put on. So, um, yeah, the heat is there. It's not absurd from a from a, a ranking standpoint, even though there is that gap in UFC experience. Book it. it well, is it definitely going to happen? I don't know. So much can go wrong with these things. But you, you have to at least try to make it, make it happen. Yeah, uh, that's the fight to make. Uh, do you agree that... Agapova's stock rose more than anybody on this card, including Marina Rodriguez. Oh, oh. that's it's a, it was a bounce back. It was such a huge bounce back because they I, I had not gotten off the bandwagon. I know, I know the Shana Dobson fight was really discouraging for people, but I saw what I saw was a talented fighter make an obvious mistake. She gassed out like. Uh, and again, and then the stuff comes out after for Morose. I don't know how much of it is true, but she is a young fighter. I'm sure there is a lot of growing pains. And uh, she mentioned in her post-fight cryptically, like that she had gone through some difficulties and other things. So I don't know if she, I don't know if she's referring to that. But just in general, it's tough being a young fighter. Um, so it's understandable. So she made a, she made a young person's mistake and, lo- and lost to a, a tough fighter in Dobson. So um, yeah, I, I, I did her stock. She bounced back really well. Alexander Romanov bounced back really well. I'll go. I'll go that far. I mean, I, I would say Marina because I think even jumping like one or two spots in, uh, once you get to the top ten of a division, is like super difficult. Um, but I'll say that there is there is a case for Agapova, and it was good that it happened on the main card against a name like Mazo. So it was her, her or Rodriguez. But uh, yeah, I'll I'll tip the cap to uh, Agapova in this case. Yeah, I would agree. Um, especially the way people sort of viewed her after the Dobson fight and. Yeah, I think people kind of forgot about that. Sometimes it's like mm-hmm. the Tiger Woods effect. Sometimes you do dumb shit and you go and win <laughs> and you win impressively and it's a, it's like it's it's like it never happens. So, uh Chris Gutierrez kicks off the main card. Nice win, bit of a slow start, a very uh emotional ending where he gave some props to Mark Montoya for quote-unquote saving his life. He would not be there without him and from past conversations I've had with Chris Gutierrez, He's not lying about that. There's uh, he, the guy Chris Gutierrez has been through a lot, and 
Guy's on a run right now. He gets a decision despite one judge scoring this bout for Philippe Calares, which makes zero sense to me. I have no idea what fight he was watching. So uh, it can, I didn't like either of the scorecards. I didn't like 30-27 for Gutierrez either. Uh, but I scored it a clear, undisputed, undebatable 29-28 for Gutierrez. Clear win. Calares even being mentioned on Twitter, even Kolaris is like if Kolaris' brother said Kolaris won the fight, I would have been like, "What? What are you talking about?" But uh, be that as it may, Gutierrez wins. What is next for the Factory X standout? I like uh, Alejandro Perez for uh, Chris Gutierrez. Someone was asking before the show, um, "What does Chris Gutierrez have to do to kind of uh, like is he is he ready for a top fifteen? Oh, sorry, does, would a win put him in like the top fifteen or the top twenty? And we kind of said the division is just so deep. And like I said, I have him at 32, even after tonight, because I, 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 that win uh, over Kolaris does not, for me, put him over Brian Kelleher, Montel Jackson, like Saeed Nurmagomedov, or Alejandro Perez, who I have at 27. So um, Perez, uh, Perez needs to, I think, still kind of regain sort of what the, the, what, the momentum that he lost, because he was off for like two years almost, or something like that, almost or 18 months. So he's out for a long time, and I think Gutierrez is right in his range. I think it's a perfect fight. Uh, hat tip also to uh, Marcus McGahee, one of our listeners, who recommended this last uh, after Perez uh, beat Johnny Eduardo, recommended uh, Chris Gutierrez. So maybe uh, maybe that was in the back of my mind when I made this matchup. But yeah, I like that one a lot. Um, this is a weird one because I will go with Nathaniel Wood for like Otno point purposes. I think that fight is awesome. I would really like to see it. The striking would be impressive. Um, how I think this goes, and I think if I'm advising Mr. Gutierrez, whether I'm his manager or his or Mark Montoya, the best thing he can do is heal up and get back in the gym ASAP and get ready in case something happens with a lot of these Bantamweight fights that are coming out. Kelleher, uh, Syed Yokub, they're fighting. Uh, Julia Arce is fighting Song Yudong. Uh, Adrian Yanez is fighting Davy Grant. Like These are fights that if something happens and one of these guys can't make it, he needs to be ready to slide right into. Like, activity is huge, especially in a loaded division like this, and he's in a position to fight either one of these guys right now. So if I'm him, I'm just getting ready. Something short notice comes up, jump all in, and then carry some of that momentum into 2022. Get yourself into a top 15 spot and put yourself in a good position because Gutierrez, while he's on a nice run, he's so technically sound, and I think he's super underrated. A lot of these guys at 135 look at Gutierrez, and they're like, nah. Nah, I, like, I, I don't think this guy's that big of a deal. So, hold on one second. Hey! <laughs> that's uh, that's uh, Mike's Get friend. Here. Mike's got a friend uh, uh, <laughs> wants Shy. to be on the show. Uh, maybe does not agree with Mike's matchmaking. For I, th- I thought I thought your, your idea was great. I think that's great, great matchmaking, so Shadow. Good God, I don't, know, I don't know why there's a, I don't know why there's a protest. Yeah, we're in the uh, yeah, we're, we're in Florida uh, here. Stop, stop disrupting the neighbors. Good grief, they're trying to walk and get help. <laughs> the get vibe, and get healthy. Yeah, and you are not scary. You are the least scariest the dog in the world. What are you doing? <laughs> you just chill out. Uh, so yeah, so that's Chris Gutierrez. Uh, time for the wild card round. We're going to select one fighter we have not match made for yeah, yet. Let's go to the wild card. Uh, it, it, we'll, we'll match make it for him right now. And not a ton to choose from. Nine fight card, AK, which, by the way, tremendous. I think we all win. And then we all got to rest up and watch one of the greatest boxing fights of all time in the heavyweight division oh. between Tyson Fury and Deontay Wilder. What a fight that was. But, uh, your wild card pick coming out of UFC Vegas 39. Uh, I have two because I, I have a feeling I knew what yours was going to be. Mike, I don't know. Can you go first this one? I think I know who you're going to pick, so I have an alternate pick. 
Okay, I am going with the fight that we talked about very passionately on the post-fight show. It's a fight that people want to see. It's a fight that people aren't ready to give this man his due because of what happened in his previous fight. So Mm. let us just answer all the questions. You made this stupid fight to begin with, and it had a weird ending because it was a stupid fight to begin with. But now that you've made it, (laughs) we've had such silliness come out of it, you have to do it again. The the fight the wild card fight to make is the rematch between Alexander Romanov and Juan Espino. Romanov Espino two is the wild card pick. You got to make this fight, especially w- with what you've already done, the awful seeds you planted. Now we're here. Just run it back. Let's see what happens between these two guys. One guy moves forward. One guy takes like a small step backwards. Let's just get this done. Move on from this rivalry, and one of these guys is gonna make a nice little boost up. The heavyweight rankings was that where you were going to go with AK, or were you, were you shocked by my, uh, my, my by my choice? No, no, I was going to pick Romanov, but I do want to see him fight the uh, Ben Rothwell um, Pizal winner on November thirteenth, preferably Ben Rothwell. I don't know why I'm suddenly fixated on this matchup, but I understand the, the call for the Espino uh, rematch. I'm sure Espino would want to run that one back. Uh, he felt that uh, Romanov was uh, was overselling a low blow late in the fight, which led to. Uh, I mean, I guess he was on his way to losing a decision anyway, but maybe Espino thought he could have gotten the finish and, and turned things around. It was, it's a t- it was a technical split decision. Very weird. Yeah, that can't be very sad. That can't be satisfying for either guy. <laughs> yeah. uh, so I don't mind that. But I went with um, Lupe. I got to go, go with my, uh, my adopted Canadian, Lupe Godinez, representing uh, BC these days. Uh, proud Mexican fighter as well. And I want to see her, I think, fight the uh, Ariane Carnalosi Estela Nunez winner October 16th. I'm, I'm going real slow with uh, Lupita. I think I think she looks like uh, definitely a legitimate talent at 115. But I saw some of the listeners really throwing her up there in the rankings. And it's like, guys, this was her seventh pro fight. Let's calm down. She's only been fighting since 2018. Um, she has done very well thrown in there against more experienced fighters than herself. I thought uh, there was a case for her to have beaten Jessica Penne. I mean, certainly once she hit the power bomb, the fight should have just been over right there. Uh, very exciting, especially a very exciting wrestler. Um, but I think she needs to round out her game more before doing anything crazy. So let's go. I'll go with that. Uh, the winner of that uh, Carnalosi Nunez October sixteenth fight. Yeah, I got no problem with that whatsoever. Uh, yeah, Lupe Sloopy, slow your roll. Everybody, slow your roll on her. Yeah, and the fact and what she did. The most impressive thing about it is. And I talked about this on the post-fight show. Lupi Godinez doesn't have full camps. This is the fullest camp she's ever had for a professional fight. All of her fights, they come on like two weeks' notice, three weeks' notice. She's just like, okay, I'll fight him later on this month or later on, like sometimes later on this week in some cases. Like she'll just go in there and fight. So she had a full camp. She worked with different people. Uh, she went to Mexico for a little while with this one uh, and worked with Alexa Grasso, which was a huge help to her. So giving her a full camp gives her the chance to kind of bounce around a little bit, cross-train do all these different things and she's definitely somebody you got to watch because what she did what she did in those four minutes and change she could have done for another 40 minutes and there's nothing uh gomez juarez could have done about it at all so good win for her excited to see Mm -hmm. what is next for her do we have any uh any listener braggadocious behavior any check the tapes any mic checks not really i mean holland docus 2 got rebooked which is something everybody wanted so share shared point for everyone we all said that fight should be rebooked i i i wish the listeners were right that uh well to put it on the um the docus uh derek lewis card but obviously that didn't happen but that's fine i think that everyone's happy it just got rebooked so good job everyone for uh, just calling for that one and though barry, barry o'reilly said that uh it was someone who picked kyle docus versus joaquin buckley which apparently uh i think we said he needs to 
we wanted him to explain himself. I think we were not fans of that matchup, but he said, um, he said uh, he had an explanation that would have made you and me say, oh, well, when you put it like that, of course, that's the fight to make. So uh, we will not get to see that explanation now. Uh, it's, it's, it's a mood point. But uh, Barry, <laughs> thank you for uh, <laughs> for addressing that. I don't believe you. Uh, and <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, we're not buying it. Uh, Nate Andrews has a, I will say, he has actually a suggestion for a new segment. He says, uh, I don't know if this is in the uh, no bylaws, and uh, he knows that I love rules, <laughs> hashtag rules rule. But he's proposing a permanent change to the show, or not a show, just it's just uh, MMA fighting programming in general. He says, every time Mike reports any MMA news on Otno and related podcasts, it must be called a mic drop. And he said, I thought of this yesterday when uh, Mike called out through premature Giga, Giga Chikadze Calvin Cater fight announcement. So he wants to see more, more of this, uh, you tackling the hard news in the way that only you can, Mike. Um, I will say, I think it's cool, that, but I don't think people realize that you actually do drop a mic every time you do these. People don't know. Uh, and you drop them like from a, like off your desk. And you just we have to Vox Media actually has to send Mike a new mic every time he does these. So I don't know if it's in our budget. Um, they do, uh, Vox Media does not accept Otno points, apparently. As, as <laughs> I tried. I tried. We've been trying. We've been trying. It's ridiculous. <laughs> it's ridiculous. We're like, are you crazy? We're like, do you guys know like what these, what the value these will have like in a decade from now? And they're like, no, just you know, money only. This is coming out of our budget. And I was like, all right, fine. Well, we're generating all this Otno points. You guys don't want them. It's fine. Um, so I kind of like the idea. Uh, we can make it an informal thing, Mike. Yes, we could do that. Um, you do a lot of mic dropping. Yes, people ask about it. I got to give them the news. And listen, I, like I said before, I'm not saying that the UFC is not going to go ahead with this Cater Chikadze mm-hmm. fight because it seems like it's going to happen. But to go out there and report it, trust me, behind the scenes, this fight should not have been reported. Um, I'll just I'll just say that it's probably going to happen, but it probably should not have been reported at the time it was reported. Uh, some go. tomfoolery going on, but. The Bellator Champion Series is back in action Friday, May 17th, live from Paris, France. Reigning bantamweight champ Patchy Mix defends his belt in a rematch against dangerous submission specialist Magomed Magomedov. And Cedric the Best Doombay makes his Bellator debut in front of a home Paris crowd versus Jaleel the Realist Willis. Don't miss the action live at noon EST on HBO here in the U.S., and visit bellator.com slash watch for information on how to watch around the world. This is the very first time you'll be able to stream a Cedric Bay fight here in the U.S., so make sure you don't miss it. It is what it is. Uh, AK, let us go to the peeps. Yes. Um, why don't you go ahead and do the disclosure and, and yes. all that fun stuff. Very quickly, yes. Uh, guys, you know, as you know, we try to focus on winners, but, you know, send in those losers' picks and everything and, and uh, just to have them on record and just to remind us if uh, if uh, you want to not know point and it's something we missed. It's all on record. It's all in there. So uh, feel free to nudge us if you did have a cool, like, loser pick that t- turns out uh, coming true. Uh, categories rule. Let's try and focus on unique picks. Uh, but, again, we'd like to read all your guys anyway. Uh, fighters might already be booked. Guys, watch out for these kind of mistakes. Uh, what, wrong weight class. They might have fought recently. And if you didn't if you didn't say it's a rematch, I'm going to assume you didn't remember. Uh, someone could be injured, released, etc. And then uh, your pick might just be doo-doo. And we don't <laughs> want to read it. So there you go. Look inward, as I always say, guys. Look inward if you're wondering, why, why didn't my pick get read? It's like, well, we've given you, we've laid it all out for you. Yes. Uh, all right. We're going to fire through these. No repeats. I'm going to do the best I can. Uh, Brandon Nunez. Romanov versus Shamil Abdurahimov. Mateus Nikolov versus Askar Askarov. Randy Brown versus Michel Pajeda. 
Uh, Mackenzie Dern versus Tisha Torres, and then Rodriguez versus Joanna, number one contender fight. I think uh, yep. those are some pretty uh, pretty agreeable picks for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Uh, our friend Sean Conwizzle91. Hey, Mike, glad to see you guys are getting more popular every week. That's right. That's right. Uh, I'd really like to see Marina versus Joanna. Okay, so we'll skip that one. Another Michelle Pajeda, Randy Brown fight. Nikola versus David Dvorak, since most 125ers in the top 10 are booked. Uh, he doesn't like Agapova Moros right now. He likes Agapova versus Ariane Lipsky. Don't mind that. Chris Gutierrez versus Jack Shore. Someone's winning streak has to end. Wow. And he likes Romanov versus Sergey Spivak for a spot in the rankings. So, yeah, I would like to see that. That's not a bad choice a at all. That. I saw that. Guys, why do we want this Moldovan on Moldovan crime? <laughs> Uh, Sergey Spivak, Spivak is from the Ukraine, but he is, I believe he is also a Moldovan citizen, fights out of Moldova. And I had someone mention that uh, that, that was something they thought of. But, uh, I mean, why? Why do it? This is the only two Moldovan heavyweights like in, at this level of MMA. Why throw them against you? I agree. Wildcard pick. Vendera versus Jarjus Danho. The mountain versus man mountain is still alive, is he, says Poppy underscore Brian. Is he still with the UFC? Is he still going? I think so. Back? I got to look this up. Yeah, I believe he is. I believe he's coming off a win, too, if memory serves it correctly. Uh, he likes Gutierrez versus Kyler Phillips, and he's with you. Uh, Nicola versus the loser of Kai Car France versus Cody Garbrandt. Uh, he likes Randy Brown versus potentially D-Rod. Uh, he picked Michelle Pahit as well, but he said, for the Otno points, I will pick D-Rod. Uh, there might be an interview with one D-Rod dropping on the MMA Fighting YouTube page soon, and I don't think Randy Brown is on D-Rod's radar. I'll just put that out there. Uh, John Ray. Sorry, Mike, my, inter- my, my, sorry, Mike, my internet conked out for a second. What was you said? There was some, they were with me on which pick? Uh, they were with the Nicolau, uh, Nicolau versus the loser of Kai Car France versus Cody mm. Garbrandt. I like that. There Th- we go. There you go. Uh, John Ray, what the heck? How much blood does Damon Jackson have? There you go. <laughs> Uh, with that, he wants Damon Jackson to fight the winner of Duho Choi or of Choi versus Caceres. Shiloh seems oh. like the fight. Stop barking at everybody. Uh, he likes Robotov <laughs> versus Spivak. Chris Gutierrez versus Nate Manus. That is some chaos yeah. that I would uh, not be opposed so to. Uh, John Ray also likes Mateus Nikolov versus the winner of Matt Schnell versus Alex Perez. Randy yep. Brown versus Alex Morono, Mackenzie Dern versus Claudia Gedalia, if yeah. we can find her. Yeah, right? M. Ruffles115, back on the show. Uh, yeah, he's just saying, nope, sorry, Carla. Rodriguez versus Esparza. Let's just do it. Number one contender fight. Uh, Brown versus Baeza. Uh, Gutierrez versus Casey Kenny. Romanov versus Ivanov. I mean, there's some fun hashtags to be had there. Uh, Jackson versus Duwadu. Godinez versus Marata. Steve Garcia versus Euro Smedic. Bonus pipe dream with Joshua exercising the immediate rematch. If Fury beats Wilder, then do as Fury talked about with fighting in Ganu in the octagon with small gloves with boxing rules early quarter 2022. Boxing rules and boxing salaries. How about that? Yes. <laughs> That's a mic drop, AK. Call Vox. Tell him you get some auto points you need for a no, new I microphone. They're not, they're not taking points. Damn it. Owen Carroll. Garcia versus Zhurong. Uh, Godinez versus Corey McKenna. I like that one. Jackson versus Pineda. Uh, Carroll. Cutting a little bit of a promo here. Charles Rosa is a dirty fighter. Endless cool. cage grabs. Should have been disqualified. Ooh. 
Yet Ooh. the ref said last warning after the fifth cage grab, absolute effing disgrace. Wow. Blame the referee. Hey, blame the referee. Don't blame Charles Rosa. <laughs> if, you, ahead, if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. Just don't I, get caught. I, I agree. He shouldn't be doing it. Like, I, I understand the sentiment. He's a dirty fighter. But, man, I, like, if this is as 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 uh, this listener said, that it was five, having like five times and then a warning and no point. I'm sorry. You're dumb if you don't keep doing it. <laughs> I agree. Just, I'm sorry. Uh, Romanov versus Latifi. Gutierrez versus Phillips. Uh, Mackenzie Dern versus John Jonan. Uh, and he also said if round two was a 10 8 for Mackenzie Dern, then round three should have been a 10 8 for Marina Rodriguez. I don't agree with that because I, like Mar- I felt like Mackenzie Dern was in a very good position to finish that fight. Well, I don't think Marina Rodriguez was close to finishing Mackenzie Dern at any point in that fight. So. Listen, I'm not yeah, a judge, I, but that's I, just how I looked at it. I had neither as a 10-8, but I would have leaned more towards uh, the Dern, uh, the round two Dern being a 10-8 than, uh, than the um, Marina Rodriguez uh, round three. But I understand. Again, da- damage is the number one criteria, and if you felt Rodriguez did more that much more damage in round three, then I guess it could be a 10-8. But I, like, I, I, know, I actually go with what you said, Mike, that it's weird to say. I think Dern was closer to finishing, but did less damage. Uh, while Rodriguez did more damage in round three, but wasn't close to finishing, so it's kind of it's it's kind of it's kind of a weird way to look at. It. That's why for me, I think neither was a ten eight, um, but I guess that I see why Mike you would say ten eight for uh, round two, and a lot of people thought ten eight round two. For yeah, me. I mean it was over four minutes of dominance uh, mounted. I mean it was just it was it was nothing Marina could do. Shay uh, Shay O'Toole, aka Turd Ferguson, uh, Randy Brown versus James Krause. Uh, Agapova versus the winner of Priscilla Cachuera versus Jillian Robertson. Uh, Gutierrez versus Hanayaya. Romanov versus Tanner Bozer. I believe Bozer has a fight booked, although we weren't able to officially confirm that one. Um, I'm trying to remember with who. It's a, someone say, who's ranked. Bozer, it's someone who's ranked but hasn't fought in a long time in oh. the heavyweight division. I have to look it up. I'll look that up. Uh, Jackson Grenada, Godinez Kovalkiewicz, if she's still around. I don't think she's been officially released. And then uh, Steve Garcia versus Mike Breed, and that actually seems like a pretty fun fight. It's not Bozer Pavlovich, is it? Yes, that's the one that's being rumored. Okay, okay. Here we ask. This sounds familiar now. Okay. Uh, Probably driving people around has sent in his suggestions. Winners. uh, Wait, this this listener's name is probably driving people around that's his like tag on instagram probably driving people around so he's probably an uber driver and uh listening to on to the next one right now and that's great good for you we appreciate (laughs) that uh agapova versus antonia shevchenko aka the hashtag battle of the a oh sorry who sent this to you again probably driving people around wait i also wait a minute i also this is on instagram this is on instagram did did you double dip uh i think they hit me up on is this Michael? Did you click on? The, is this Michael Perugini? Mike Pear. This is Mike Pear. Oh, okay, okay. Oh right. no, so he's double dipping. Smart move. No, no, that's fine. No, we encourage double dipping. It's Smart make sure move. You get red. Yeah, yeah. No, there's there's no rule. By the way, there's no rule against double dipping. Message Mike. Message me. It's yeah. the best way to make sure your your things get. Uh, Battle of the A. That's not a great hashtag. <laughs> uh, it's Agapova is her last name. Uh, Antonina is her first. Uh, Michael Perugini, look, we love. Uh, we love funny hashtags around here. This one wasn't great. This one wasn't great. Uh, he likes 
Gutierrez versus Alejandro Perez, Romanov versus Sergey Spivak, Damon Jackson versus Ryan Hall. Uh, Ryan Hall is booked, by the way, against uh, who's Derek Minner. Derek Minner in December. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, Loopy versus Ashley Yoder. I don't mind that one. Uh, Steve Gar- Garcia versus Euros Medic. The hype around Medic may be a lower, a lot lower than it used to be after losing to Jalen Turner. But I think this is a good prospect versus prospect matchup. He likes Darren Goodell. He likes Gooden versus Impa Kasanganai. Uh, Elliot versus Rebook Sumaderji. Mazo versus Lipsky. Uh, did they fight? Did Mazo and Lipsky fight or no? Or were they no. supposed to fight and it didn't? Might have been. Two or match I'll, t- I'll take a quick look right now. Uh, Kolaris versus Gravely. Vandera versus Chase Sherman. Uh, Rosa versus JSP. Uh, JSP with the big win. Antaveras versus Jai Herbert. But Herbert is fighting. Um, against Kama Worthy next week? Two weeks. Two weeks that fight's happening. And then Lipsky and, Lipsky and Mazo has never fought. I just wonder. It must be something that's come up on Otno. Yeah, it must one. be. That's it. You know what? That's the one. That's the one. After Lipsky with the that crazy submission, then there was the start of the trend of Mazo Lipsky. Let's just get this hmm. thing done. Going oh, to Italy. Way, Go ahead. Oh, by the way, Michael Perugini, uh, uh the, the Perez, the Turbo pick is his uh, Otno official Otno yes. pick, but only because. So he he said told said to me on Twitter. Uh, he likes Gutierrez versus Kyler Phillips, but thought it was unrealistic. I don't think that's an unrealistic matchup at all. Me neither. I think Kyler's quite a bit higher in the rankings because he has the win over Song Yadong. Um, but I think it's that's it. Other than that, their resumes are pretty comparable. So it, it's just he has that one good, really good win over Song Yadong, which puts him over. But I don't have a problem with that matchup at all. So I wish that had been your official pick, Michael. So if that fight happens, you are not getting a point, and you're going to be kicked. <laughs> And you're going to be kicking yourself if it and, doesn't get made. And I don't know why I'm chastising him because, again, I love the Gutierrez-Perez matchup, but I don't know. Uh, our friend Francesco from Italy likes Nicola versus Pantoja, Agapova versus Gatto. I would like to go slow with her. Gutierrez versus Montel Jackson. Uh, Romana versus Spivak. Dern versus Watterson for Francesco. You said Dern? Did you say Dern versus Watterson? Dern versus Watterson. I, this has been brought up before. Yeah, I, I, I don't. That's not that a bad difficult. fight. No, not at all. No issue with that. Uh, let's see. Sean Bradley, great scrap today. I'm a huge Dern fan and wanted to see more grappling, but I was super impressed by Rodriguez. She deserves Joanna next. I know boring picked, but you and AK better keep this up. I listen to Otno every Sunday on my way to the lab. You guys what? are getting me through grad school. Much oh. love from Tampa. I'm not that far from you right now, Mr. Sean Bradley, and. Uh, he said, and by boring pick, I don't mean boring fight, but I mean that's obviously the next logical step for Rodriguez. Can't wait for that fight. So Sean Bradley, very, uh, very confident that Ioana will be found. And Thank you, Sean. Stay in school, Sean. Two more. Stay, stay in school. Uh, Christian Lee. I'll keep it short and concise this week. Loopy versus Pollyanna Viana. Randy Brown versus Jake Matthews. Marina Rodriguez versus Joanna and Jacek. Just three picks. And now we go to our good friend. Tristan Gordet back in our lives. Uh, he, you know what? I, I, I let him go. I, I, I kind of let him have it a couple weeks ago. All in good fun. All in good fun. Uh, so I'm going to read his. I'm going to read his matchmaking suggestions, and then I'm going to read a question that we can respond to. Ak, okay? That's that's how we'll make it up. Uh, let's see if he's got anything different. Uh, welterweight. Randy Brown versus Max Griffin. Randy said he's ready for an opponent that's in the top 15. However, I think he needs one more fight. Before he has that opportunity, I think a matchup with Max would be perfect. The winner would then be ranked in fight opponents within the top 15. Uh, Lupi Godinez versus Luana Pinheiro. Godinez really impresses me in her fight uh, against Juarez. I think a fight Pinheiro is appropriate 
for the level of competition. I don't disagree with you, Tristan. And then the question he has is, quick question. Didn't that fight between Casey O'Neill versus Anthony Shevchenko remind you of the fight between Gregor Gillespie versus Diego Fajeda on how it went? Not to say that Casey was just as tired as Gillespie was, but I'm talking in terms of wearing out your opponent. It was really just a matter of time. Both Fajeda and Antonina were very tough in the first round, but when the later rounds started to happen, both Gillespie and Casey then just started to gain momentum and take over the fight. In my opinion, Gillespie is the fighter that O'Neal really reminds me of. Do you agree with that sentiment? So do you see wow. a comparison between Casey O'Neill and Gregor Gillespie, AK? I love I love a good cross-gender comparison. They're, they're not easy to do. Um, I think we've we've seen like Tatiana Suarez maybe get compared to Habib, um, but even that that felt like a reach. This is a little more substantial. This, I mean, I I, I, I like that they they brought up the Gillespie uh, Fajeda fight and said like it's not a one for one comparison, but yeah, just the idea of of they're cut from that same cloth. These uh these fighters who come from a wrestling background, and are just able to outwork uh, their opponents and then and have a motor that like once you know once a fight goes past a certain point they have a motor that just keeps going uh and other you know their other fighters in their division might not be able, might, might not be able to keep up and you can go a long way with that like you can be world champions i think have been made of fighters who maybe are not as skilled as not as explosive a finisher as some of their opponents um but just outwork them that's combat sports i mean you can you can make the case for Tyson Fury, who I think is a more skilled boxer than uh, Deontay Wilder, obviously much more skilled. But, you know, everyone, people will look at them and just say, oh, well, one guy has all the knockout power. And, and But Tyson Fury, he would just he just outskills you and outworks you. Um, so now I'm drawing a comparison. I somehow ended up comparing Tyson Fury now to Casey O'Neill. So now I've, <laughs> I've taken it off the rails. But, uh, yes, back to the original question. It's a fine comparison and, and a, a good good analysis, I think. Yes, Casey O'Neill is an animal. Um, I could... Go back to just go back to the Q and A. I called that fight to a T. Uh, that's just how Casey fights, man. She just gets better as it goes. AK, uh, we're turning it on over to you, my friend. Have at it. Okay. All right. Well, I'm just gonna read a message I that literally just came in as, and, uh, and I'll read it quick. I want to start with IG, but this came on Twitter. I'll read this first from uh, Watts Manor Events on Twitter. I believe they've sent us both matchmaking things before, uh, but this is just comments on uh, improvements they want to see in the UFC. So uh, match the fine percentage for missing weight as a courtesy for the fighter for still accepting the fight and competing at a disadvantage. So I guess, okay, oh, UFC should pay the, uh, the fighter who decides to take the fight, pay them a little extra money. I'm fine with that. Glove and cage redesigns. Gloves need no explanation, but I'm also tired of cage grabs. Maybe make the openings smaller so fingers can't fit and you can post, not grab. I wonder if smaller openings would create make the, the cage more dangerous for some reason. Um, just sick of hearing refs constantly tell fighters, keep your fingers closed, don't grab the cage, etc. Fighters should be concentrating on their opponents and refs just concentrate on significant fouls. I, I agree something needs to be done about that, but I think it's... I think the fix for cage grabs is just take the point right away. Uh, lastly, fighter pay. Okay, I got to read this. If the UFC is un to increase uh, the pay, what do you think about partnering with Cash App and Joe Rogan for some type of tip your fighter promotion where the winning fighter's Cash App ID is shown along with their social media handles? Uh, people give out their Cash Apps on their birthdays or to help with the crisis. You'd be surprised how many people contribute. Walking Buckley's KO of the Year, for example, could have made much more than an extra 50K. Um, and he wants to know, oh, I'll, I'll read the last part of this first. 
this is this is straight up. Hey, this is straight up stealing from uh, from Cam Soda. All right, Cam Soda's first MMA event. Uh, who they were they were allowing live tipping of their fighters. So uh, I like the idea, Watts Manor events, and anything that makes the UFC more like Cam Soda Legends. Uh, I encourage, and I'm sure Jed Mishu would as well. Uh, he, he also wants to know how he says. Curious uh, loves the show. You guys are awesome. Curious to know how you and Mike met and become such became such great international friends. Uh, we have never met. Never I, in person. We've not. <laughs> I, and it's one I'm looking forward to very much. So I cannot wait. Uh, we have never met technically in person, but uh, Mike uh, invited me to you know his shows before before his MMA fighting days. He was uh, running shows just like this one, and he took this young he took this young. Uh, un- unwashed, uh, aspiring MMA blog person, uh, and invited him onto a show. So uh, and, and brought me into the MMA community. So that is how we first met, and then now we've ended up working together and are, and are best friends. I'm trying to remember. I think the first thing you were on was like one of the first, like early iterations of Between the Links, where it was like a group setting, and then after that, it became like we would do like Contender Series wrap ups. I think I think so. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. And then yeah. And then it was like between the links a couple more times. And I think you were on the final. I think you were on. You were actually the guest panelist on the final like non MMA fighting edition of between the links. Oh, yeah. I think I was. I think yes. I was. Oh, I was because uh, I think uh, I think it was Keats was with us and he was like, oh, you know where. And I was like, and I was like, Mike, good luck. I like I know you're moving on to stuff. Good luck with what's next. I swear. I This is a shoot. I did not know that Mike was joining MMA fighting. Uh, I don't know if I'm a bad employee or they're just or they just keep they don't tell me things. But I was like, Mike, good luck. And everyone else, I think it was Keith, maybe someone else in the show were like, I think they were like confused. Like, is he like well, they didn't know if I was being serious or if I was like, I know I really didn't know. Yeah, Keith, Keith knew. Keith, like Keith a, somehow found out and asked me about it. I was like, oh, you're good. I don't know what else to tell you. Uh, yeah. And then like Davison Baker shaved his head or showed up with a bald head. Oh. <laughs> the greatest moment in podcast history. Yeah, I don't even know if he's still covering MMA these days, but Davidson just is a, a great young man, a great kid, and a man of his word. So that's how we met. And uh, now we're best friends, co-hosting one of my favorite podcasts to, to ever do in my MMA journalism career. Oh, so, Can we meet in South Carolina and not in... Massachusetts, not Massachusetts or Ontario. I love Ontario, but I'm saying I'm saying uh, if the meeting is anytime soon in the next six months, I'd much rather be in South Carolina. Than Surely, in, I'm in. Than, than in Ontario. I met Jed Mishu the other day in South Carolina in person. Was, and that's that your first time meeting him, right? First time ever meeting him. Yeah, I met him. I also met him for the first time last year. I think during the holidays, he he came up to uh to Toronto. Yes, he told me. He said it was a wonderful day in his life. It was thrilling. It was it was amazing. <laughs> Uh, okay, right. So, all right. Oh, oh yeah, I just want to read some of the popular listener picks for gaining Instagram. Uh, Rodriguez versus Sparza two most popular. Uh, Jay Donaghy, uh, first time, first time contributor, wants to specify it has to be a five round fight night number one contender fight, which I agree. If this is not a don't I don't just throw this on a random pay per view. Um, if you are going to make this fight happen, well, then Sparza would probably make more money though. I don't know. I don't love the fight, but a lot of people said uh, maybe that's you know that's the thing to do if both fighters have to fight again um, before getting a title shot. And, and I guess there are a lot of assuming uh, yeah, Jacek is just out of the picture for now, uh, though that was the second, uh, also a very popular pick. Um, but yeah, so they do a Sparza two. I agree, five night, uh, five rounder, fight night. Hopefully both women get paid more, whether it's pay per view or not. And uh, you make that, uh, and you got a guarantee number contender if there is such a thing in the UFC. Um, Randy Brown versus Daniel Rodriguez, very popular pick. Marcus McGahey, she's saying, uh, this is the second time he's asked for this, maybe the third. He said, give it to me. 
So this one's for Marcus. He really, he really needs to see this. Uh, for Randy Brown, the two more most popular picks, Ponzinibbio and I hate even reading this out, Tim Means. Guys, why are you not lobbying for Robbie with me, for Tim Means? <laughs> I get it. It's a logical matchup, Randy Brown versus Tim Means. Very logical matchup for, for both men. Um, but guys, come on. Lobby for Robbie. Let's stop this. Yeah, I, and I'm not a fan of the D-Rod. I'm not a fan of the D-Rod idea either. Mentioned matchup of any of the fighters, uh, so there's a lot. I guess there's a lot of heat there besides uh, Agapova Moros, of course, and Agapova Lipsky. Other than that, a smattering of other ones for other uh, fighters. Um, Gutierrez Manis, a lot of people wanted. Romanov, just everyone. Everyone wants to even fight a veteran, whether it be Abdurakimov, uh, the Orlovsky Felipe winner, uh, Ivanov, or Ilya Latifi, and uh, some other good match. Let's 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 get into the specifics. So uh, on Instagram. Buffalo Gums coming in with Tim Elliott versus Chris Moutinho. Uh, I guess Elliott could go up to 135 to take that fight, and it would be fun. I just – I'm not going to call it crazy because we've seen weirder things happen in MMA, and if I make fun of it now and it happens, I'll feel like a fool. So um, Buffalo Gums, thank you for that outside-the-box bit. Uh, Matt Bradbury always comes with some good cuts. Uh, some of my favorites. I like – oh, I love – so he tried to sort out sort of the the, the – debacle with the phil haas and deron win and uh chris curtis and he just said i think he's just like, move them all on from the situation phil haas versus uh puna soriano uh chris curtis the action man fights kevin lee uh yeah i don't know if it's for a ufc no. debut that Why? seems i don't know well ufc debut he has like 50 fights he has like 50 pro fights listen i i understand but you were also Listen, I, I, Chris Curtis is a super interesting dude, like a really interesting guy. But I can tell you this, like, and, and I don't know this for a hundred percent fact. I haven't talked to anybody from the UFC about this, but it seems pretty obvious that the reason that Chris Curtis never got his shot is because he's kind of a silly goose on social media. He's retired like 18 times and he just takes every opportunity to dump on the UFC and decisions that they've made. So he's finally gotten his shot in the UFC. And like, and this is, this is probably with some reluctancy, if we're being honest, because if it wasn't, he would have been there much sooner because the resume is there. The talent is there. It's just things he's done behind the scenes and on social media that has been a turnoff to the UFC in what he said in certain interviews and things like that. So he's there. I don't think they're going to reward him with the Kevin Lee fight right away. Um, and there's some dangerous fights at 170 that he could just have right now. Like you, him and Randy Brown would be fun. Like that would make sense. I would, I would yeah. prefer that fight more than the Kevin Lee fight, but Kevin Lee's a big name. Kevin Lee is a guy like D rod. It was a perfect spot. Sean Brady, perfect spot to take that fight. If you want to do Randy Brown versus Kevin Lee, this like, you could do that now. That seems like a perfect opportunity to do a fight like that. But Hey, Chris, you ripped on our promotion for four years because you didn't get a contract. <laughs> and you know what? We're going to give you Kevin Lee. We're going to give you one of the, we're going to give you Kevin Lee. I just don't see it happening. Oh, I should have made Chris Curtis my wild card. Oh, I should have been thinking outside the box. That's a there. great idea. Oh, that would have been a great I should have idea. Sorry, Chris Curtis, we let you down. Uh, well, then again, I'm also not not convinced that this UFC, UFC thing is going to happen. I know, I know, you guys said he has a contract now, but until I see it, I just, I just don't believe it. And then uh, for uh, for uh, Duran Wynn, he said Misha Serkinov. I like that. I like that matchup. That's not bad. Not bad Physi at all. Physically, it would look bizarre because Misha is a massive middleweight. Uh, Duran Wynn is a height-wise a tiny middleweight, but. That's, I think that's part of why I like it so much. And then uh, Jared Vendera versus Pacaporta, which uh, Matt Bradbury calls the definition of heavyweight MMA. I agree. It would be a beautiful matchup. Is Parker, uh, is Parker fighting? 
Oh, I didn't check. I didn't do my homework on this. Oh one. no, I no, I don't think he is because he just fought. Who did he? Just, did he just fight? He fought. Was that Chase Sherman that he just fought? I think so. That yeah. was that was a heavyweight MMA fight right there. Really, uh, almost any yeah, fight. Yeah, you're right. Yep. Porter, possible. <clears throat> almost any fight Parker Porter is in is like has a fifty percent chance of being the definition of heavyweight MMA. <laughs> um, Carlos Torres, Buckley Cazeres. Uh, I like a few matchups here. I really like uh, Randy Brown versus Michelle Pajera. Michelle Pajera is such a weird guy because he's like rankings wise, if you're being honest with like his UFC resume, he's maybe top forty, like thirty in the in the thirty forty. He's not a top twenty welterweight. No, like I love the guy. He's like my number one, like <laughs> most entertaining number one, like my favorite. But like as far as what he's accomplished in the UFC, like maybe 30, 40 range. Um, so that for me would be a step back for Randy Brown, but also name value wise would be a step up from maybe some of the people Randy's already fought. So Dude. not not a bad idea. Uh, <laughs> you're gonna hate this. He also recommended Romana versus Walt Harris. I couldn't hate that more. I could not hate it more. <laughs> this is I, not what we do with Walt Harris. I shouldn't have read it. I shouldn't have read it. That was just to make you mad. No, I know, but I shouldn't. Have I, I it, even like like our Casey always talked like he hated the Tai Tuivasa booking. I know, like I know, I loved it. I thought it was perfect. Like yeah. you can't you can't give Walt Harris a contender series rookie. Like you just can't. He's a ranked fighter. He should be fighting a guy that's either ranked behind him or about to jump into the top fifteen. And stylistically, Tuivasa is like the right kind of matchup for Walt Harris. It's two dudes who are going to get in there and slug it out yes. until one man falls down. Romanoff is not going to do that. He's going to pick Walt Harris up. He's going to put him on top of the cage. And he's going to do a superplex onto the mat. And I don't want to see that happen to Walt Harris. No, I don't want to see it. That? All right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Carlos, but that's how we feel about it. Uh, MMA had some, some good stuff. Uh, Chris Gutierrez, Montel Jackson, Damon Jackson versus the Nate Landwer Ludovic Klein winner. That's happening on October 16th. And Steve Garcia versus the Sean Soriano uh, Nirdan Bike winner on November 20th. Uh, forgive me. I was trying to remember Nirdan Bike's first name, but uh, I choked, guys. I choked. I didn't write it down. I thought it'd be cool and remember it and just read it on air. Uh, MMA Heads also comes in usually with uh, Dana White Contender Series picks. So here, I'm also going to try to get these names right. Uh, Mike Malott, shout out to Burlington, versus Takashi Sato, who we haven't seen in uh, the UFC in a while, but he is still with the UFC. Carlos Hernandez versus uh, Francisco Figueiredo. And Fern, this is absurd. Uh, Fernie Garcia versus Alejandro Perez. And uh, Valdez, who's the Valdez who just won a contract contender series? One, um, it's a little, sorry guys, a little, uh, a little embarrassing here. Uh, what happened? <laughs> sorry. No, I'm sorry. Gennaro, I'm sorry. I was trying to remember the names of these. Uh, uh, MMA heads was coming in with some some contender series picks. Uh, oh, no, so who was that? MMA heads. I'm sorry. This is, um, yeah, MMA heads. Uh, Gennaro Valdez versus, uh, who is, oh, loser of Matt Sales versus Jordan Levitz. So, uh, yeah, Mike, there's just some contender series picks there. But nice. I thought Fernie Garcia versus Alejandro Perez is a little unfair, too. To Alejandro, to Turbo. Turbo has really lost a lot of steam uh, being on the shelf. Jeez. He's 8 3 and 1 in the UFC, guys. Come on. It's a crazy fight, though. I, I guess. Yeah. Again, I don't I don't know how much uh, how much rebuilding Alejandro Perez has to do, but apparently a lot in the eyes of, uh, of some fans. But uh, I am excited. I do like the idea of Mike Malott versus uh, Takashi Sato. So. Nice. Again, I like that. Shout too. out, Brock. All right, to Twitter. Some quick hits here. Uh, we've got some, some first timers. Actually, I should read these out. We've got some first timers here. 
Uh, first from Hayes underscore Jack. Uh, they said, uh, oh, uh, uh, Kevin Holland versus Randy Brown. If Kevin Holland drops down to welterweight, uh, maybe not so soon, but down the line anyway. Sure, I can. This is, there's a lot of matchups that are opened up for Kevin Holland. If he's, if he can drop to 170, if he decides to do it, he just has to do it. Um, and they want me to go easy on them because it's their first official picks. Well, we'll see about that. Uh, <laughs> hey, maybe, maybe, maybe you score. At Fastbender J, also a first timer, Randy Brown versus Lee, not Kevin Lee, uh, Lee Jingliang, if he loses to Shemaev at uh, UFC 267 on October 30th. Uh, however, Fastbender J, you, you lose your point because you also said or Miguel Baeza. People, if you throw in an or, I'm only reading this because it was his first, their first time. If you throw in an or, you are ineligible for not no point unless it's or you know two fighters who are booked that's like oh or this guy or this guy because they're fighting that's one thing if it's just you're throwing out multiple options I'm, i don't even want to read it but fastbender j your first time thank you for contributing <laughs> uh seamus law also a first timer uh they said big fan of on to the next first time submitting i think as far as waits for a tile shot so i don't see marina getting marina getting that rematch marina should ask for either yan or yoana yoana would be a better slate on her resume as uh, for the rest of the card uh some good picks Brown versus James Kraus. I don't think James Kraus is interested in that. I don't think James cares. Like unless it's yeah, if something happened with Jared Gooden and he didn't make weight, then Kraus could fight him on twenty four hours notice. That would interest James Kraus. But yeah, I think I think Kraus would fight Randy Brown. I think it's I think it'd be a fine fight as long as it's not overseas and doesn't affect his taxes or anything like that. He's in. <laughs> All right. Agapova versus the Jillian Robertson, uh, Priscilla Catuera winner, UFC two sixty nine, December eleventh. Godinez versus Karolina Kovalkovich. I think that's fine. If I mean, ah. I, I mean, she that... has to fight some. Uh, Karolina has to fight somebody. She's on a five-fight losing streak. There's no, there's no matchup that's like, oh well, we, you know, this would be a. It's 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 a pretty good division. So I just don't know if there's any matchup. It's either someone that's gonna. I, I don't know what you do with uh, Kovalkovich at this point in your career, obviously. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't like seeing fighters get released, but I feel like. Like, how is she not released right now? She fought for a title. So, I, like, her... She must be making, like, decent money. Like, are they just using her at this point to just put I, over up-and-coming talent? Like, is that I what we're know. doing here? If that's the case, and that matchup, matchup makes a lot of sense. And then uh, Steve Garcia versus Mike Breeden. I like that. I, I like that, too. Great, yeah, I think it's a great choice for Breeden's second fight. Um, hopefully with everyone getting a full camp. Uh, Barry O'Reilly... Uh, I'll read what they said for Marina Rodriguez versus Amanda Lemos. Now, now I know. Hold on, hold on. I know Lemos is booked. Lemos is booked. I made a note to uh, to read this for some reason. Barry is a is a longtime Otno contributor. Uh, call me crazy. I said, call me crazy. But with the title fight booked, Esparza, uh, hopefully getting next, and Yoan's return still unsure. Rodriguez would be left sitting and waiting for a while. So why not book this fight as a number one contender fight? Uh, and then, and then they said, or maybe just to avoid Mike's wrath, uh, go with uh, Marina Rodriguez versus Yuana Jacek. I just want you to know that people are afraid of you, Mike. I just want you to know that people actively fear you uh, when they're making these picks. So. Listen, I, I don't mind all of them. Like, like when you present it like that, like the face, the face I make is not because Lamosh has a fight. It's because like, huh? But then at the same time, like I like as. I would love to see that fight. Like, I think Amanda Lemos could beat anybody in this division right now. I Whoa. really do. I think she could. I think she has Dang. a chance. I think she's a chance against absolutely anybody. Dang. And she's in a weird position. Like I said on the on the post show, 
Amanda Lamos is the Marab Dualish Willie of 115. She yeah, has right so much right. upside. Her ceiling is so high. And like I think Marab could beat almost anybody at 135 right now. I would I would not count him out of any fight against anybody at Bantamweight right now. Just because of his style, his aggressiveness, what he can do, and now that chin that he has, holy cow, I don't know, like I just don't know if anybody even wants to fight him. And I feel like Lamos is gonna be kind of in the same spot. So I'd love to see what that fight would look like. I think we're going to see it someday. I just don't think there's just no upside for Marina Rodriguez to be like, you know what? Let's give this girl a shot. Let's give this dangerous fighter who's ranked like number 14 an opportunity to, to take my, my number one contendership away. Like, it's craziness. But I, I would love to see it. I have no issue with it. No issue with the pick. So d- no wrath here. No wrath here. You're lucky, Barry. This is the this is the Florida weather. This putting is Florida this Mike. In a great mood. I'm just telling you right now. This is Florida, Mike. This is Del right, Boca he's, he's Vista, chilling. Mike. Right now, <laughs> he's relaxing, <laughs> chillaxing. So thank you, Barry, for those picks. Terrence Leverett coming. Agapova versus Manon Fioro. Uh, win or lose against Mayura uh, Bueno Silva on October 16th. I like it. And a good, a good and another uh, veteran matchup for Godinia is possibly Felice Herrick if she ever decides to uh, compete again. I know she's doing very good uh, with her social media life, and uh, I believe. She was one of the early adopters of OnlyFans, so I think she's been ahead of that. And uh, I'm not, I don't think no, that's her main source of income, but it's certainly supplementing her income nicely. I don't think she's any rush to return to competition. So she's recovering uh, from injuries life. too. Her knees all jacked she, up. She's she's and that's I mean she's 37. That's going to be a problem for a long time. Like I, I don't know how many fights she has left in her, and I don't know if she wants to be spending them potentially just putting over again up and coming talent, right? So um, yeah, whatever she decides to do, good luck with that, Felice. Um, Hayes the third, reeling from a uh, Texas Longhorns collapse. So, Hayes, we are here for you, my friend. Uh, some good picks here. Randy Brown versus Jeff Neal. Now, I know we've kind of said Jeff Neal, we're still concerned about his health, but we said maybe maybe he's, you know, he could be thinking about coming back at uh, some point in the next, you know, next few months. So he just said if he meets the timeline, uh, a fight with Jeff Neal makes sense for both sides. For Randy Brown, gives him a ranked opponent for Neal. Gives him a step down after turning from uh, from clear health issues. Um, Godinez versus Jin Yu Fry. Again, another veteran option, which I like. Uh, Marcus McGahey named this the second Rodriguez edition. I didn't understand that. Right? Is that a, something I'm not getting the joke there? Um, the second Rodriguez edition of uh, maybe it's because she headlines the Watterson card. So maybe they call yeah, it the maybe. Rodriguez edition. Oh, so now it's just the second Rodriguez edition. Okay. Okay. That that yeah. Maybe I'm just re- I'm trying to overthink it. But anyway, I didn't get that right. Thank you, Marcus. Always for naming Otno episodes. Uh, Gutierrez versus Alejandro Perez. Then I said he doubled down on that one. Uh, Godinez versus this is uh, going a different way with it. Corey McKenna. I'm okay. I'm of the. I'm kind of leaning with with Marcus. Like I'm just saying, match her up with other people with one or two or three UFC fights. But and then uh, Steve Garcia versus uh, is it Daniel Zellhuber? Yeah. Oh my God. That kid. <laughs> that kid. He's hurt though. Daniel is banged his up ankle, in that fight. His ankle or something, right? Yeah. So I. I it'll be a while, but. Okay. Yeah, I, I Daniel against anybody is uh, I'm down to see that. That kid, it, what's he? He's only 20 years old or 22 years old. Holy smokes, this kid's gonna be good. Yeah, I feel so old now. Uh, Dax likes uh, Agapova versus Montana De La Rosa. I like it too. Uh, Steve Garcia versus Mike Davis. Mike Davis has got to get back in there. He's the, he's one of the top five most matched up Otno names uh, since his last. He hasn't fought since January, Mike. Do we know? Do we know if it's just so? So I did like a really in depth interview with him. After mm-hmm. his after his win on Fight Island, and for some reason mm-hmm. that interview never got released. 
Oh, it was wild. Like it was one of the wildest interviews I've ever done. Um, <laughs> and it never got released for some reason, but Mike Davis heading into that fight was like extremely injured, like really badly injured, should not have fought, uh, basically fought with one hand. He broke his hand, like before he got to Abu Dhabi, uh, then suffered some really gnarly injuries in the fight. And like, I guess he's cleared now. Like, I guess he's fine. Like after the litany, the laundry list of like really gnarly injuries, this man has gone through and just getting to the fight, the road of getting to that Abu Dhabi fight was wild. Uh, just all the he got run over by a car while he's riding his bike, like all this what different the? stuff. And this thing never aired. I don't know why it never got released. But I mean, this guy's gone through so much. Um, and then just getting to that fight because he needed money. He hadn't fought in over a year. So and that fighting was his only income. So like, despite the injuries, he couldn't pull out. And he still had that crazy fight with Mason Jones. And then he wins. And then he has all these other injuries. And he's trying to come back. I guess he's cleared now. So. Now we can start throwing Mike Davis in there and giving him some fights. But, yeah, the dude's been banged up for a while with some really serious injuries, and apparently he's ready to, to put pen to paper sooner rather than later. So let's get him in there. I, I hope that fight is not forgotten when people are talking about, like, best fights of the year. But I'm, I'm not saying it's, like, a top five. It might, I mean, it might be when I look back on it. It's at least in the top ten. That fight was so freaking good. Uh, Thomas Collins... I'm mentioning this. I have to mention this one. Uh, Nicolau versus the Roy Val Bontarine winner, which was mentioned before. But he was the only one who, who uh, of, my, of the people who sent picks to me, who remembered that Roy Val was booked. I had a lot of people saying Nicolau versus Roy Val and just not realizing that he is fighting Bontarine. Uh, so I'm giving an extra half point to Thomas Collins and whoever else remembered that it was. Uh, it can be the Roy Val Bontarine winner or loser, not just Roy Val. He is booked, um, unless people mean you know win or lose. But that was not specified. So Thomas Collins and everyone else who remembered that booking, thank you. Extra half point if that if he ends up fighting either Roy Val or Bonturin. All right, that's a lot. Uh, half th- point. Wow. I mean, that's like that's like giving somebody a quarter million dollars. AK. Let's. Well, uh, and that's to, that's now. That's like in today's. <laughs> uh, that's like the way the market is today. Touche. <laughs> next year. Next year. Who knows. <laughs> Uh, Denny Caps, uh, Romanov versus Aspinall. I love it because I've been saying throw in Aspinall with Dacus. I'm just saying throw these young heavyweights in together. I don't care. Someone has to lose. I mean, it's fine. It won't derail their careers. So I think that's cool. Uh, Pound Town Podcast, our pals, the Pound Town Podcast. Uh, just wanted to, <laughs> they just want to mention they thought Jose Young's Halloween movie picks were doo doo. <laughs> What? Why? Um, so their top three, they said Halloween movie picks. This was brought up on uh, one of our uh, pre-UFC uh, Vegas 39 shows. Uh, number one, Sinister. Number two, Insidious. Number three, The Babadook. I like The Babadook a lot. Uh, I'm not as much a fan of the Sinister, Insidious, uh, this whole, all those Bloomhouse movies. A lot of jump scares that don't really do it for me. Um, I think they look great. I think some very talented people involved in those movies. They're not, I don't love them. Uh, and then uh, the, the Pantone podcast says they agree with Jose, though, that the descent is scary AF. So, why did you call his picks doo doo? They, they said it with a smile, but still. Uh, and then uh, uh, some other picks there that, again, that I've already read out. But thank you, Poundtown Podcast. Uh, and Four Corner Sports and Why to close out our Twitter. And I, I, I got to get through the emails because we got some lovely emails. Um, Rodriguez versus Gadelia. Uh, Marina was supposed to fight Claudette, Claudia at one point. I forgot about that. I think this is May of last year. Uh, and yes, you can make Carla versus Marina, but Carla shouldn't take another fight outside a title shot. Fight with Claudia. It'd be an interesting test to see where Claudia is at in her career. And if Marina has the ability to knock out someone inside the top five or top ten, 
The last person she killed was Amanda Hebus, and she was just inside the top 15. So also, Joanna uh, won't take a fight against Marina because it's not a title fight, and there's more risk than reward for taking that fight. Uh, sad, but true. Uh, Dern versus Torres. I know you like that one. Uh, I'll scroll down here. And then Agapova versus... <laughs> right, I mean, this is another one for you, buddy. Agapova versus Casey O'Neill. Let him finish. Mike, let him finish. Let him finish. He said, I know Mike is going to hate this. But let's not slow roll them. If Casey is the king, then a king will step up to the plate to fight one of the dangerous women from Kazakhstan. Besides, who knows if they ever fight each other in the future. I think there's plenty of time for them to fight in the future. Uh, make the fight happen so people can witness the future of the 125-pound division. Mike, Florida Mike. Florida Mike. Sure. I mean, I, I have no problem with the fight. Like, I... I have no problem with the matchmaking. I feel like the UFC has something with both of these ladies. Like, I think they have something good with both these ladies. I think, and I'm not ready to put Agapova, at least right this second, into that into that next generational mix with the Blanchfields, with the O'Neills, with the Cortezes, uh, the Miranda Mavericks. Like, I'm not, I'm not ready. I'm not ready to put her in there just yet. One more? Maybe. Now, if you want to do, if you want to do Aaron Blanchfield versus Agapova, I have no problem with that. That I have no problem with. I feel like they're on the same level right now. I feel like they've each got one win in the UFC. They each have, or does Agapova was that no, Agapova's no, second Agapa win? Too. Yeah. She, okay. She, she also had like a super quick win, her first win, which made her like this insane favorite in the Dobson fight. Yeah. Okay, so they're coming off. They're they're both coming off decisive victories. Uh, yes. I don't mind that. Like, if they want to do that fight now, I think Casey O'Neill's just way ahead right now. She's three and zero in the UFC. She just finished Antonina Shevchenko. Did it? E- it made it look easy. I know the first round was a little tough, but that's how Casey fights. Yeah, I, I think to to push her back. I mean, Casey O'Neill's ranked right now too. She's a top fifteen fighter at one twenty five after three fights. To go back to fight Agapova doesn't make a ton of sense. I'd watch it. I'd I'd hella watch it, as the kids say. But if you want to do Blanchfield do versus Agapova, still? if you want to do Blanchfield. <laughs> Versus Agapova, I'm more inclined for that fight because I feel like they're on the same level. But you know what? Okay. Who is this person who submitted this? I'm sorry. This is Four Corner Sports NY. Four Corner Sports NY. Let me just tell you something. Thank you so much for your submission. Wow. And uh, well done. Thank you. Florida Mike Florida is Mike something else. <laughs> Florida Mike is something else. Uh, well, Florida Mike, your, your heart is going to melt to some of these emails. So I'm going to close out with these emails here. Uh, for, first timer, Jay Donaghy. He called himself the Pocono Picker. I assume this is uh, someone from, from Pennsylvania or something like that. Uh, is it, hey, uh, hey, everybody's best friend. Sorry, I chose potentially the worst fight card of the year to make my first official predictions. But here, this isn't the worst fight card of the year. It's a good. This maybe is on delightful. Paper. Are you kidding Actually, me? Not even on paper. Not even paper, Jay. Jay, have you looked at next week's card? <laughs> uh, no, I thought this card was a lot of fun. Um, uh, so I will read Jay's. Uh, 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 some people have called for this before. Chris Gutierrez versus Timor Valiev. I keep forgetting that they have fought. I think two times already, right? They fought in World Series of Fighting or something. This is like a trilogy bout, something like that. So, mm-hmm. and I think they're one and one. Uh, uh, Damon Jackson versus uh, Chris Fishgold and Romanov versus Spino too, as you said, just make it happen. Um, he, and he said the gas tank rematch, no low blows or eye pokes allowed. Uh, uh, Jay, uh, low blows and eye pokes are already not allowed. Uh, <laughs> so I say, I say the opposite. I say you allow them. <laughs> no then, disqualifications. Uh, disqualifications. Yes. Now we'll see who the real man is. <laughs> Uh, Tom Roder, oh, sorry, let me queue up this. Uh, I got a couple of queue up here. Oh yes, Tom Roder, uh, Randy Brown versus Max Griffin. As mentioned before, I like. It. I'm surprised they haven't fought already. 
Haas versus Chris Weidman, if and when Chris is healthy, he just wants to, uh, Phil Haas to move on from the uh, Duran win fight, which hasn't booked a couple of times now. But I, I do think that's a great matchup for Chris Weidman. It's just the timetable is so... Yeah, we can't... We definitely cannot match with Chris Weidman right now. But but if I, I would love to see them fight in the future. I, I yeah. do think that's a really good matchup. And if you're Phil Haas' team, that's the kind of name you're going for. That's why you pass on... It's like, that's like when they're thinking like I don't want to fight a, a, a newcomer, a guy who who's a veteran but is not well known like Chris Curtis. They want to fight guys like Chris Weidman. That's yeah. the guys they want to their resume right now. So I like that, Tom. Good good suggestion. Casey Carpenter, uh, Randy Brown versus Muslim Salikov, uh, Nikolaev versus Cop rematch. If he beats if Cop beats uh, Zumagulov on December fourth, they feel that uh, Manel won the first fight. Last two here. Josh Wincoop says uh, it was. I thought it was. I said it was awesome for us to read out their picks. They said they were recently diagnosed with epilepsy and that it really made their week. So uh, Josh, good luck with that. Um, and uh, the one that really stood out for me from their picks: uh, Agapova versus Tracy Cortez two contender series rematch. Um, sure. I mean, if they if they book that one, Cortez versus Blanchfield, I kind of want to see more. I know we're throwing Blanchfield in there with everybody, but. Uh, Blanchfield got the big fat hose job from the judges in that Cortez fight in Invicta. So I, I would much <laughs> prefer to see that fight, see if Blanchfield uh, can yes. get that one back. And in my opinion, improve to 2-0 and in that series. Uh, but listen, you want to do Agapova versus Cortez. That's an interesting matchup because if Cortez gets it to the ground, it's going to be a rough night for Maria. But if she can't, it's going to be a rough night for Cortez. The newly yes. engaged Tracy Cortez, by the way. She's engaged to Brian Ortega? Yeah, have you seen the pictures, man? Wow, She's got that ring. Not, he he, he not, slapped a ring on that ram. finger so fast. Oh, congratulations to them. Yes. Um, uh, no, you're all wrong anyway. Just rebook the uh, Aldrich uh, Cortez <laughs> fight that fell through. I want that fight. Uh, last, closing us out, Ren Odenheimer. This is really nice. So I'm going to read it. This is a long one, guys, so bear with me. Uh, he says, I really racked my brain trying to come up with a good opponent for Marina Rodriguez to face. And in the process, I gained a new appreciation for what you guys do. It's not easy. I don't think Marina is ready for a title show yet, but she's certainly close. At first, at first, I was going to suggest Carla Sparza if it's Carla wants to stay busy, though they agreed that she should wait. I then saw Carla beat Marina, and, and then remembered that Carla beat Marina a year ago, so threw that idea out. Then I thought Tisha Torres on her own little run. I know she hasn't booked yet. Then I saw Marina already has a win over Tisha just over two years ago. Makes that rematch too high risk, low reward for Marina, and I wouldn't uh, and wouldn't get her any closer to the belt. Then I thought Claudia Gadelia for some nice Brasileira on Brasileira action. I know someone on the show uh, would have fun with that hashtag. They had previously, but saw Claudia's last fight was a loss, so threw that one out too. Finally, I settled on uh, Joanna Jacek. While Joanna's also coming off a loss, at least it's to a champion. UFC loves their bounce back fights, and I think this makes sense. Marina's comments in the post fight presser. Only make me more excited about it. Yes, Ren, I think we all want that fight. It's really, I think the ball's in, in Joanna's court. Uh, and then he, he closed by saying, I have often told you how much I appreciate and enjoy the work everyone puts in the podcast, but I wanted to share something personal. Often, I listen to the shows using a portable light-up Bluetooth, Bluetooth speaker as I do housework. Well, my 17-month-old Andre has become fascinated by this. He loves when I turn on the podcast and use the speaker because of all the sounds and the colored lights. And it's quite eager for me to either turn on the podcast or keep it on longer after housework is complete so he can take it all in. So thank you all for inadvertently helping to contribute to some father-son bonding. So uh, wow. thank you, Ren. And shout-outs to Andre. Andre, if you're listening, hello, Andre. Hi, Andre. Thank you for enjoying the show. Yes. What an, what a, what an amazing thing. 
I'm that's emotional. So we gotta end the show. Can we end the show now? Mike, we gotta end the show now. I'm emotional. Yeah, we get we gotta take back this emotion. This uh, the dam this, is breaking. The dam yes, is breaking. The dam is breaking. Well, why don't we just read off next week's card and that'll make us feel oh, better. Uh, so that, join yeah. us next that's week. Gonna bring, that's gonna change my mood significantly. <laughs> yes, join us next week. UFC Vegas 40. Uh, right now, 11 fights. 11 fights. Uh, 4 p.m. So an early-ish start time. So it's not like we're not gonna be up all night doing this one. Uh, 4 p.m. prelims. Uh, Norma Dumont versus Aspen Ladd, the main event at 145 pounds. Co-main event, Andre Arlovsky versus Carlos Felipe. Jim Miller is back, taking on the promotional newcomer Eric Gonzalez. Good for Eric. He deserves this opportunity. Uh, Manon Fioro versus Myra Bueno Silva, the rebooking from a couple of uh, from the pay-per-view. Uh, this is going down on this card. Uh, Julian Marquez versus Jordan Wright. That is the people's main event in my Love eyes. That. Love That's that. Great fight. Uh, Andrew Sanchez, Bruno Silva, Danny Roberts, Ramazan, Amiv. Really, man, that's going to be a grueling fight. Sajara Eubanks versus Luana Carolina. Uh, Ludovic Klein is back against Nate Landwehr. That is going to be chaos. Uh, and a shout out and a tip of the cap to Brandon Davis back in the UFC, taking on Donna Botscarell. And then just. I mean, muscles galore in the opening <laughs> bout. Ariane Carnalosi versus Estella Nunez. That is going to be a fun fight. Uh, I want, I'll be saying this probably later in the week when we do whatever preview shows and other, any other shows I pop up on. This is the has to be the first card since they started the UFC rankings that does not feature a ranked fighter competing uh, in their weight class. Aspen Ladd is the only ranked fighter, and she's ranked at bantamweight. I think technically she shouldn't be because she's been out of action for so long, but whatever, the UFC's kept her in there. So she is ranked, I think, like third at uh, at Bantamweight. So she is highly ranked, but she is not competing at Bantamweight. So this might be the first time this ever happened in the UFC. And in our rankings, we only have one ranked fighter, uh, Mike, uh, Sajara Eubanks. That's it. And she's like at uh, flyweight, I think number 15 or something, or 14 yeah. or 15. So it's a thin card as far as rankings wise but there's some good fighters on here and some good names so again we never want to disrespect any of the people competing but uh this might be i hate to use this word this might be the worst card of the year on paper <laughs> you worst ufc card I say. this is strike force challengers where there's nothing wrong with strike force challengers that's a nicer way of framing it actually yeah that's a nice i wish i wish this was called a ufc challengers card i'd be like amazing this is yeah. a sick ufc challengers card Sick UFC challenge. And that's how we're going to approach it. We're going to approach it like a fight night card in the contender mm-hmm. series had, you know, they had a fun night together. And uh, out came this card. And here we are, just a right in between of the two. And it should be fun. Like, it should be fun. The matchups aren't great, but I think the matchups will be exciting to deliver. And it'll be, I can't wait to get AK's gymnastics scale on Friday. I think we're bringing those back. So start thinking about that. But until then, uh, thank you for listening to the program once again. UFC Vegas 39 is in the books. And always remember, don't take this stuff too seriously. MMA is supposed to be fun. So for AK, I am Mike Heck. We'll see you back here next week. Once again, on to the next one, the podcast. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. The Bellator Champion Series is back in action Friday, May 17th, live from Paris, France. Reigning bantamweight champ Patchy Mix defends his belt in a rematch against dangerous submission specialist Magomed Magomedov. And Cedric the Best Doombay makes his Bellator debut in front of a home Paris crowd versus Jaleel the Realist Willis. 
Don't miss the action live at noon EST on HBO here in the U.S. And visit bellator.com slash watch for information on how to watch around the world. This is the very first time you'll be able to stream a Cedric Doombay fight here in the U.S., so make sure you don't miss it.